What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push out hoopball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league before we begin the show we want to bring you a message from our friends at my bookie I hope you guys feasted up on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? No, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are, we know what they are capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Especially if you're going to bet against the Pittsburgh Steelers because they look awful right now. Anyways, whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today, find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table slot and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code HOOPBALL to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to $1,000. The terms are simple. You put in the $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. 
It's winning season at MyBookie, so come on in and join the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Now, on with the show. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome on into the Hoop Bowl Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoop Bowl Network. I am the host of this program, Greg Mraz. We are brought to you by MyBookie and Manscaped. Go check out our awesome sponsors. I am sure they will have something for you. I don't want to watch the same thing over and over again this season. I am so grateful that the NBA is back at this point in my life. But I feel like I'm going to watch the same thing over and over again with this edition of the Chicago Bulls. Bulls lose 125-106 to the Indiana Pacers, and like the Hawks game, it wasn't even that close. It was a close game at halftime. The Bulls actually led after the first quarter, 28-27. Pacers scored 39 points in the second quarter. They had a 66-56 lead at halftime. We did a little halftime update video, and I thought that there was room for improvement in the second half. A 10-point halftime deficit is nothing that cannot be overcome. And then the Indiana Pacers come out, and they score the first 18 points of the third quarter. The Bulls did not score until, I think, the 7-10 mark in the third quarter. So the Pacers had an 18-0 run over the first 450 of the third quarter. And the game was done. That was it. That was all she wrote. An NBA team, in my opinion, cannot give up an 18-0 run, especially to start a quarter. It just cannot happen. The Bulls right now are terrible on-ball defenders. They get beat off the dribble time and time again. There is no help side defense on the block. You can't give up 18 points to start the third quarter. That's like in football, being down by 7 at the half when you should be down by 14, giving up a kickoff return for a touchdown to start the half, getting the ball back yourself, and then throwing a pick six. It's that bad. And the Bulls got schooled tonight by the Pacers' starting lineup. DeMontis Sabonis had a triple-double. He had 16 points in the first half. He ended up with 22 on 8 of 11 shooting. He went to the line 11 times in the first half. He didn't go to the line in the second half. But he had 10 boards and 11 assists. There are certain players you can expect triple-doubles from. DeMontis Sabonis is not one of them. TJ Warren had 17 points in the first half on 8 of 10 shooting. He finished with 23 points on 10 of 16 shooting. DeMontis Sabonis and TJ Warren had 33 of the Pacers' 66 first-half points. Victor Oladipo, look at these numbers. This is the epitome of efficiency. 22 points on 8 of 12 shooting. 5 of 5 from beyond the arc. 7 rebounds. Victor Oladipo came to play in the second half. Malcolm Brogdon, 18 points, 8 of 14 shooting. 29 minutes, he had 6 assists. T.J. McConnell off the bench for Indiana had eight assists. He had three steals. The Pacers had 15 steals in the ballgame. 
The Bulls turn the ball over 20 times. The turnovers continue to be an issue for Chicago. But this was a game to me that is highlighted, unfortunately, by the sad realization that Wendell Carter is not going to be who Bulls fans hoped he would be. Wendell Carter Jr. looks absolutely lost. I could accept him shooting a bunch of threes in the preseason and trying to find his shot. He can't do anything right now. He's not good on defense. He's not good passing the ball. He was 2 of 10 from the field. I don't know what you do with Wendell Carter Jr. at this point. You don't have anybody better. You could start Daniel Gafford. You could start Cristiano Felicio. You could even start Luke Cornett if you wanted to. There is still hope in this organization that Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be a foundational piece. But when I look at this starting lineup, at these five guys that the Bulls are going to roll out there more often than not, and I'm not trying to be a hot take artist. I'm trying to be somebody that is calculated and understanding about what the Chicago Bulls are as an entity at this point. I don't see Wendell Carter Jr. as being a part of this team's future. He's still under contract for next year, but he looks as bad as he ever has. And it's unfortunate because he had so much potential coming out of Duke. We've got to talk about Zach Levine getting into foul trouble. Zach Levine had four fouls in the first half against Atlanta on Wednesday. He had three fouls in the first half tonight. He finished with 17 points on 6 of 13 shooting, but again, the Bulls had a 35-26 advantage in the fourth quarter. They got it to as little as an 11-point deficit in the fourth quarter, but again, garbage time scoring for the Bulls. That seems to be the constant thus far when we're talking about this edition of Chicago's basketball team. But Zach Levine cannot continue to get into foul trouble like that. He is your best perimeter scorer at this point, but he is an absolutely horrific on-ball defender. Kobe White had a solid first half offensively, but again, he struggles defensively, and he had another four turnovers. 12 points on 4 of 10 shooting, 4 of 7 from beyond the arc. Okay, great. You were over 50% from three-point range, but you're shooting too many threes. You're a point guard. Go to the hole. Prove you can go to the hole. Try and generate some offense. Maybe drive and kick. Find ways to be more versatile when you're handling the ball. Larry Markinen had a solid game offensively. 16 points, 6 of 14 shooting. He was 2 of 8 from beyond the arc. He did have 9 rebounds. Not as good of a performance from Larry Markinen, but he still found a way to contribute in a positive light. However, the Bulls' starting lineups, they're plus-minuses. Markinen, minus 15. Williams, minus 14. Carter, minus 20. Levine, minus 20. White, minus 16. The only guys that had positives were Garrett Temple, who was plus 7, Ryan Archidiacono and Chandler Hutchison, who were both plus 2 and plus 3, and they only played 8 minutes. Otto Porter Jr. was a minus 6. He had 10 points on 4 of 12 shooting, 1 of 5 from beyond the arc, and he had 2 assists. We're going to take a quick break here from our sponsors over at Manscaped, and when we come back, 
We're going to get into a couple of the team statistics and why the Bulls have got to be better against the Golden State Warriors tomorrow night. Stick around. We'll be right back here on the Hoop Bowl Chicago Bulls podcast. Support for Hoop Ball comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. That's why the revolutionary company Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. Even if you do feel like giving a gift after Christmas is over, totally fine. No judgment. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Okay, I have alopecia, which is a hair loss disease, so I don't use a trimmer, period. But if I did use one down below, it would definitely come from Manscaped. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant in your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, which also includes all three pointers shot by Wendell Carter Jr., I'm thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package also will come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season of Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Welcome back to the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast. Thanks again to our friends at Manscaped for all of their support of the program. I don't know what to do about this defense. The Bulls allow the Pacers to shoot 56% from the field. They shot 59% from the field in the first half. The stat in my mind that stands out is points in the paint. The Pacers had 76 points in the paint tonight. The Bulls had 34. That's a plus 42 advantage for Indiana in points in the paint. I don't care if you're an NBA team, a college team, a high school team, or if you're playing at the local YMCA. If you have a minus 42 points in the paint disadvantage, that means your defense sucks. That means that you are having a tough time with on-ball defense. You're having a tough time guarding the pick and roll. And you certainly aren't doing anything on help defense once it gets down to the low block. I don't care if it's a post, if it's a guard, anything in between. 
if you have a minus 42 points in the paint disadvantage, that means your defense sucks. And so far, through two games, we have seen nothing that shows us that the Bulls' defense is anything to write home about. What we were promised with Billy Donovan is a team that's going to work hard on both ends of the floor. And so far, we haven't seen that yet. I understand that a lot of Bulls fans are going to be very hesitant to judge early. And I am too. I don't think it's right to judge this early. But what I will say is this. You've got to have a better effort than this. You cannot have the same type of defensive effort that you did the last two nights. And the Bulls have a chance against the Golden State Warriors tomorrow to get healthy on the defensive end. Guarantee it. Because the Warriors so far this season have been absolutely atrocious offensively. Steph Curry is Steph Curry. James Weissman, I think, is going to be a stud. He has been awesome so far. Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre have been nothing short of atrocious through two games. Here is Kelly Oubre's stat line through two games this NBA season. He is averaging 4.5 points per game. He's averaging six boards, but here is the stat that really sticks out at me. He is the first player in NBA history to go 0 for 11 or worse from three-point range in his team's first two games of a season. He has been atrocious from beyond the arc, and so far, all you're seeing from him is a guy that can give tremendous dunks. He and Andrew Wiggins combined from the floor in the first two games of the season, they're 14 of 58. That's 24.1%. They are 2 of 21 from beyond the arc. For a Golden State Warriors team, to have supposedly their second and third best perimeter shooters start off 2 of 21 from beyond the arc and get whipped as bad as the Bulls, if not worse, in each of their first two games, they lost by 39 on Christmas Day to the Bucks. This is where the Bulls have got to get healthy. And the Bulls lost to the Warriors twice last year. The Warriors, who won 15 games all of last season, They won twice against the Chicago Bulls. Now, the Bulls last year were able to dominate the Atlanta Hawks, and they get whipped by Atlanta on opening night. Maybe something goes different for the Bulls tomorrow night against Golden State. All I can say is that you can't start 0-3 at home and have three defensive performances as bad as the defensive performances you've seen in each of the first two games. Maybe the Warriors pick it up offensively. But right now, there's nothing to say that they will. It is indicative, though, that the Warriors are going to feel like they have an easier game after they had to play their first two games of the season at Brooklyn and at Milwaukee, who, in my opinion, even through two games, will be two of the top three teams in the Eastern Conference. I think Brooklyn is legit. I had a chance to watch Brooklyn a little bit against Boston on Christmas Day. Kevin Durant is back to being Kevin Durant. It's pretty clear. And Kyrie Irving, he may be the best version of himself that he has been at least since leaving Cleveland. He looks sharp. His handles are as good as they've ever been. And he's shooting the ball well. 
As observers of the Bulls, we won't have to worry about the Brooklyn Nets at least for a little bit. But I do want to close with this. You saw some guys make their season debuts tonight. Tomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, Denzel Valentine, to name a few. And while I am encouraged by certain performances here or there from bench players, to me, nothing matters unless you get more efficiency from the starting lineup. If you have a minus 14, a minus 15, a minus 16, and two minus 20s in the starting lineup, what the bench does doesn't matter. Even if the bench played well in the fourth quarter, it didn't matter on the outcome of the game, and it didn't really matter in terms of evaluating what they actually can be in crunch time. There has been no crunch time yet because you haven't been in a meaningful game scenario in each of the first two games of the season. You led after the first quarter in this game, and then you trailed at halftime, and you never saw a 10-point deficit again. You got it back to 11 late in the fourth quarter, and then the Pacers closed with a blitz. A couple of other final team totals that I do want to go over just in terms of comparison stats. Bulls shot 37.4% from the field. Pacers, as we mentioned, they were 55.9. Bulls were actually better than Indiana from beyond the arc, although they took 13 more shots. 41% for the Bulls, 35% for the Pacers. Bulls got to the line six more times. They were 22 of 25 from the charity stripe. Pacers, 12 of 19. Bulls were minus eight in the rebounding margin, although the Bulls had a plus four advantage in offensive rebounds. Pacers had 34 assists. If you have 34 assists in a game, you are doing something right offensively. Bulls had 20 turnovers. Pacers had 16. Pacers had 15 steals. So the Pacers were a lot better defensively. Bulls' largest lead in the ballgame was 8. It was 30 for the Pacers. And I'll close with this. The Bulls were down by as many as 40 against Atlanta on Wednesday and down by as many as 30 tonight. You are not going to win many ball games when you have deficits of 40 and 30 points at any point in a ball game, and both of those deficits were in the second half. There really are no must-win games in the NBA in the first half of the season, but in terms of your morale, in terms of your confidence, you have got to put up a good performance tomorrow night against Golden State. The Warriors are not a very good team, at least not right now. Not unless Steph Curry is able to rally two or three guys around him that can be secondary and tertiary scoring pieces because he cannot do it all by himself. But the key for the Bulls is this. They have got to find a way to bottle up Steph Curry defensively. Play him well on the ball. Double team him if you need to. If you have to leave Andrew Wiggins wide open, leave Andrew Wiggins wide open. If you have to leave Kelly Oubre wide open, leave Kelly Oubre wide open. Don't let Steph Curry be the difference maker in the ballgame. If the Bulls can find a way to be better defensively tomorrow, and especially be better defensively in the paint, they might have a chance to win this ballgame. That's going to wrap it up here on the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast. Bulls lose 125-106. to Good night from Chicago. This has been another presentation of the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow night after the Bulls do battle with the Warriors.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. If you've made it this far, stick around for a little while longer. Do you like free stuff? Everybody loves free stuff. What's the stuff? The Bruise Letter is back. Oh, yes, back and fresh for the 2020-2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Brewski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. Aaron Brewski, straight to your inbox. And also, folks, we've got to tell you about the Fantasy Pass. Fantasy draft season is over, and you Brewski 150'd your way to a hell of a team. But the season has just begun. The Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at just $4.99 per month. And now that we're into the regular season, there is zero commitment. Sign up for one month for 5 bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. We know you'll love it, but it's always nice to have that option. The Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year. Updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest and coolest feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you all can hang out with HoopBall pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. So please do check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.